Welcome to another edition of About Mansfield. I'm Steve Casillo with Colleen Daniel, who is broadcasting from home, and along with the About Mansfield news team. Thank you for being here. This is episode 31, and coming up on this episode, Mansfield news and weather for the upcoming week. And, as always, we will conclude this episode with the trivia question of the week for a $25 gift card to 360 Brunch House. Let's take a look at this week's headlines. The COVID-19 epidemic continues to spread in Mansfield. City Council seeks change to the charter by adding five propositions to the November ballot. Battle of the Nines tease up their annual charity event. City rolls out the Vial of Life program for local senior citizens. Alexa's here with the seven-day forecast, and we will talk in studio with Mansfield entrepreneur James Sellers. We are Mansfield's only source for news, talk, and information. This is About Mansfield. Hi, this is John with Pool Aid, your local pool care specialist. With the exceptional amount of rain that we've experienced so far this year, spring is a vital time to clean pool filters, skim leaves and debris, and keep skimmers clean to ensure proper circulation as well as keep your pool sweep in good working condition. If you have any questions or concerns or need a certified professional to help keep your pool safe and clean, visit us on the internet at poolaid.net. That's poolaid.net. We're here for you. Due to COVID-19, the record amount of unemployment and loss of health benefits to Mansfield area residents has been staggering. I'm Carmen McMillan, Executive Director of Mansfield Mission Center. There's never been a more critical time for the Mission Center to offer essential services. During the pandemic, the Mission Center has assisted hundreds of Mansfield area families with financial assistance, employment help, food, and or medical care. If you or someone you know is in need of assistance, Mansfield Mission Center is here for you. For more details, visit our website at mansfieldmission.org. That's mansfieldmission.org. Hi, this is Teresa Cohagen, Director for Visit Mansfield, and you're listening to About Mansfield. Welcome back to About Mansfield. COVID-19 continues to spread in Mansfield. About Mansfield's roving science reporter, Dennis Webb, has the story. Thanks, Steve. This week, the virus has continued its spread across Mansfield. Our small number of active cases continues to increase, a bad thing. And we appear to be leveling off in new cases, a less bad thing. On Monday, July 27, 2020, Tarrant County reported 577 Mansfieldians as having tested positive since the start. 294 are estimated to have recovered and 12 citizens have died since the start. Of the 577 local cases, we had 79 new cases, more than the 66 new cases the previous week, but still smaller than our record of 105 new cases a few weeks before. If we can maintain our civically responsible behavior, we can drive this number near zero and start to get back to more normal. We had no new COVID-19 deaths in Mansfield this past week. On Monday, the county estimated that there are 283 active cases in Mansfield. That's 283 fellow citizens who could pass the virus to another citizen if they aren't distancing, masking, or quarantining. This number has continued to increase, a concerning trend, but it's not a runaway epidemic. A little piece of Mansfield is in Johnson County, and they report eight new recent cases in Mansfield. The smaller piece of Mansfield in Ellis County reports no new recent cases. As citizens, we can put the brakes on spread of the virus with simple actions according to the guidance from our elected leaders. 
When you are out and about, keep your distance from other people and wear a mask. Wash your hands a lot, avoid crowds, and if you're old and sick, stay at home as much as you can. Reporting from the Science Desk at About Mansfield, I'm Dennis Webb. By the way, you can catch roving science reporter Dennis Webb performing live music on Saturday morning at the Mansfield Farmer's Market, located at the corner of Broad and Walnut Creek. You can find fresh produce, local honey, tamales, hand-squeezed lemonade, and all kinds of goodies, including Dennis Webb, at the Farmer's Market this Saturday. A busy night at City Council on Monday. Councilman Casey Lewis has the recap. The City Council met on Monday for a 14-hour meeting and work session. On the agenda were discussions of downtown development and some process updates. But most notably, City staff presented Council with a preliminary budget with a one-and-a-half-cent tax rate decrease. This is in addition to the 10% homestead exemption approved in June 2020 and further accomplishes Council's largest 2020 priority of providing property tax relief to Mansfield residents and businesses. The Council called a special election in November to make some amendments to the city charter. Our charter hasn't been updated since 1988, and there are some key areas that need addressed and amended. A pilot parklet program was unanimously approved for historic downtown, which will allow for some more open space and seating, which can be utilized by residents as they visit downtown retailers and shops. Lastly, the council unanimously approved the reallocation of some bond proceeds. The Daymeyer expansion in construction is a priority for this council. However, the timing of the construction has been delayed due to ongoing construction nearby in Grand Prairie, that intersects with Daymire. This pushes our timeline out for construction to start next fall. Because the bond debt has already been issued, the council wanted those taxpayer funds to be put to use immediately on shovel-ready projects, now knowing that we can still accomplish the Daymire Road next year. The reissuance is approved for a new fire truck, an online permitting system, miscellaneous minor road work around town, median improvements on the Turner Warnell Road project, a joint police and fire training facility, an extension of the linear trail system, a new sand volleyball court, improvements to McClendon Park East and West, including a splash pad, and parking enhancements at the Skinner Sports Complex. This is an excellent use of these funds and gives taxpayers a huge amount of value while still being able to reduce taxes and accomplish many other council goals. In total, the City Council met for over 60 hours in the month of July and accomplished several major community goals. For About Mansfield and on behalf of the City Council, I'm Casey Lewis. The City Council voted on Monday night to add five propositions to the November ballot, which will amend the City Charter. The Charter has not been updated since 1988, and Council found several instances where the Charter was, for example, in conflict with state law, or there was a change in an ordinance. Councilman Casey Lewis explains what you'll be voting on. So Proposition A is the proposition that corrects all of the language where we're in conflict with state law. And so that's things like qualifications for a council member running for council. One of the things our charter currently says is that and shall not be indebted to the city. Texas courts have upheld time and again is that indebtedness to the city is not a disqualification from holding political office. It's a political issue. If you owe the city $35 for a library fine or a speeding ticket, that's an issue for collections, not to prohibit you from being able to run for office. And the, the idea would be if there's a fine of the city that you disagree with and you want to run on that as your platform, you should absolutely be able to. Proposition B is simply to remove the appointment and election cycle for the mayor pro tem out of the charter. Mayor pro tem is a position that's already voted on by the council and is a part of the council rules of procedure. But as we learned this year with the pandemic, the timing of being able to appoint that, if you had to move the election back for council, you also had to move the election back for mayor pro tem, and our charter wouldn't allow for that flexibility. 
So Proposition C is one that I think Mansfield residents will be excited about. It is in reference to ordinance changes and zoning changes. And so right now, Mansfield is the only city in the state of Texas that requires three readings and two public hearings for approval or adoption of that. Um, the vast majority of the cities that we compare to have a one reading process or a two reading process. And so the reason this is important is there have been times where a citizen has come to me with a concern, such as a residential light ordinance where your neighbor can't shine a floodlight into your property. Mansfield didn't have one. A resident came to us and said, hey, other cities have this. We need to get this adopted. In our current process, that ordinance change has to go through planning and zoning, which right. is a two-week process, and then has to go through three council readings, which is a six- to eight-week process. And so you're two to three months out from getting something simple like a residential light ordinance passed. One of the other ones was... Uh, was we, we call it the Save the pork, Save Pork Chop ordinance, which is our animal control ordinance. Many, many years ago, before potbelly pigs became household pets, um, our ordinance banned them. And so a resident that moved in that had a potbelly pig named Pork Chop moved to Mansfield, didn't catch this in our ordinances when they moved here, and got cited. Potbelly pigs are a thing. That's a pet. We needed to be able to fix that. So this is one of those areas where we can speed up the process for ordinances to one reading. Um, and then for zoning changes, we're able to do it in two readings. Um, if council is still unsure, we always have the, the right and the ability to table a project until a future date so that we can get more information from the developer. So there actually could be a third reading as you're tabling this issue. Exactly. There could be three, four, five. Until the issue gets resolved, we, we would have that ability to do it. The last big one is great for Mansfield residents. It gives power back to Mansfield residents. So your city council is a reflection of the community. We're adopted, we're the voice, we're appointed, elected by people, and we're the voice of the community to represent the city. And so there are some areas in our charter that have taken that power away. One of those is um, the city council has not been able to appoint our own attorney to represent the council. The city attorney has represented both the city and the council. And so to be able to have the attorney appointed by the city council, as well as the city secretary appointed by the council, instead of as appointed by the city manager, it gives the council that control. Um, and then the other one is, we've had a longtime city manager in Mansfield, 36 years, Mr. Chandler was sure. here, helped build the city. We're in the process of hiring a new city manager. Our charter currently has a requirement that it takes five members of council to remove a city manager. And in the off chance that we don't hire the right person or in, in, the, in the future that we need to be able to change directions with a city manager position, we need to have that to where it's a, a majority vote, not a super majority vote. And so the, the proposition moves that to four members. Your opportunity to vote on the five propositions will be on Election Day, Tuesday, November 3rd. Since 1985, the Battle of the Nines charity has been raising funds in Mansfield by way of their annual golf tournament and gala. This year's tournament has been postponed due to coronavirus, but Chairman Todd Chappell is looking forward to producing another grand event. El Primo's is, has been a big sponsor for us uh, for the last five years that I've been involved uh, specifically, but They've kind of stepped up, and we've kind of partnered with them this year um, with, with their new expansion of, of trying to kind of help hopefully coincide our event with with kind of opening up their new outdoor patio and, and rooftop deck area. And so 
we're going to make this kind of a, a little bit different from that standpoint and, and, and make it a fun atmosphere this year as far as and the the dinner goes. We'll, we're doing live live music, live auction items, and then we're going to have some, some raffle tickets, and uh, we do a wine pool, and, and it's just a, a fun, casual event that, uh, again, we hope to raise some money that we can put back into the, the community and then those in need in the community. The Battle of the Nines started small in 1985, exclusive to Walnut Creek Country Club members, and eventually was opened to the public. Close to $700,000 has been raised over the past 35 years, with much of the money going to other local charities and families in need, including Chapel himself. Me and my wife had, she was pregnant with our second, which was a little boy. Well, he had a really bad heart defect, and we found out like 22 weeks. We went ahead and carried and went full term, but he didn't make it. He made it 30 days with us, and then he passed. And so while we were, we had to move our two-year-old at the time, and me and my wife moved to Houston because that was the only place that was delivering. Well, the Battle of Nines, we were sitting in the hospital, and they a check came from them with a letter saying, hey, we hope this can help a little bit in the times of, uh, that you're in. And Chapel has served as the charity's chairperson for the past five years and is proud that the money raised goes right back into the community. I think the best thing about it is, again, 100% of our proceeds go back to the city of Mansfield, and that's whether it's uh, you know someone that's in school in Mansfield, and, and maybe they don't live exactly in 76063 area code per se, but they help our community in some way. Um, that's the flexibility that we have as a battle of nines is we're 24 members and we're all doing it on our own, and um, we, we vote on it as a board. So it comes across our table as a family or a, a person, an individual, and we sit down and vote, hey, do we have the, you know, the documentation to, to help this person? And, and, and it's a pretty simple way to go about it, but um, it's been very impactful to a lot of families, I can tell you, since I've been involved the last five years. Um, it, you don't know how much, um, whether it's a little bit of money or a lot of money, you don't know how, it goes, how far it goes and, and what impact it makes on a family that's in a financial storm of some degree, whether it's medical or um, you know, loss of a uh, family member. It's uh, it's very impactful, and I just encourage everybody to to get involved. Whether it's with Battle of Nines or anybody in your local community, from an organization standpoint, it's it, it goes a long ways, and, and a lot of us are extremely blessed. The Battle of the Nines charity dinner and auction takes place on the evening of Saturday, September twenty sixth, at El Primo's, which will also give you an opportunity to check out their new rooftop bar. You can get more information by searching for Battle of the Nines on Facebook or on Google to access their website. It's known as the golden hour, that time that can mean the difference between life and death immediately following a medical emergency. That's where the Vial of Life program comes into play. About Mansfield's Robbie Terry reports. The city has introduced a new program this year, which will help EMS first responders in identifying a person's medical conditions, medications, or medical allergies, even if the patient is not able to vocalize their symptoms. Mansfield Fire Department Prevention Division Captain Michael Roberts explains. Well, the Vial of Life program 
provides EMS responders with an opportunity to have vital patient information that they may not have if they're dealing with a patient who is unconscious, semi-conscious, or a patient who has dementia, Alzheimer's, and they're unable to communicate that information. Some of those uh, bits of information are quite important as far as medication allergies, uh, medical history, physician information, where this patient has been treated in the past. So really the vial of life allows the vial to do the talking for the patient when they're unable to communicate. Captain Roberts explains the process. So the vial contains a sticker. It's a vinyl repositionable sticker that the intention is for the patient to place that sticker, which is bright red and it has a white cross. It's very eye-catching. They'll place that decal on their refrigerator. And then the intention is for the vial, which is a clear plastic tube with caps, to be placed inside the door of the refrigerator. So we're going to refrigerate your documents. But this gives us an opportunity to have the same collection point in every home. So the paramedics simply need to glance at the refrigerator, and if they see the sticker, they know that the information is inside the door. The City Fire Department plans to roll out the first batch of vials to senior living centers and a trial neighborhood, but hopes to put a vial in the homes of each of the city's 6,500 senior citizens once the program is in full swing. Because ultimately, this is intended for for all seniors in Mansfield, not just those living in a, a senior living type community, because most seniors are, they're still in their homes. You know, they're just another private resident like anybody else. So we, we would like to have them out to all of those, uh, everybody 65 and older, if, if at all possible. The Vial of Life program is still in its infancy stage, and we will have more information on how you can participate as that information becomes available. Reporting for About Mansfield, I'm Robbie Terry. Sunday is National Ice Cream Sandwich Day. Let's see if the weather is going to be hot enough for just one or maybe two frozen delights. Alexa? Here's the weather in Mansfield for the next seven days. Wednesday, 93 degrees Fahrenheit and thunderstorms. Thursday, 97 degrees and mostly sunny weather. Friday, 92 degrees and partly sunny weather. Saturday, 91 degrees and partly sunny weather. Sunday, 92 degrees and lots of sun. Monday, 95 degrees and mostly sunny weather. Tuesday, 94 degrees and partly sunny weather. Your lawn likely needs water this week. The Tarrant Regional Water District recommends that you irrigate your lawn with three quarters of an inch of water over the next seven days. There is a slight chance of thunderstorms over the next few days. It's best to have a rain gauge handy to measure any rainfall and subtract that from the recommended amount and adjust your irrigation start times later in the week. And be sure your sprinklers are watering your lawn and not the driveway. For more watering and irrigation tips, log on to waterisawesome.com. That's a look at news and weather. If you have a news tip that you would like us to follow up on, please send us an email to news at aboutmansfield.com. Again, that is news at aboutmansfield.com. Just a reminder to follow this podcast so you will be automatically notified when a new episode is released. The easiest way is to log on to our website at aboutmansfield.com and enter your email address under the Follow Podcast by Email heading on the homepage. 
And if you own an Amazon device, listening is as easy as saying, Alexa, play the About Mansfield podcast. You can also ask Siri to play the About Mansfield podcast on Apple devices. Coming up after the break, we switch from news to talk, and we'll talk in studio with James Sellers of Cellmark Corporation. Stay with us. I'm Steve Casillo with Colleen Daniel and the entire news team, and this is About Mansfield. It has literally carved the landscape of the planet itself. Yet beyond its beauty and its grace, it is essential to life itself. Water, it's awesome. Enjoy it. Just don't waste it. Visit waterisawesome.com. Hey, it's Steve Casillo. I want to take just a second here to tell you about Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio. It's where we record and produce our weekly episodes. Podcast Mansfield is a full-service studio with recording, editing, mixing, and mastering capabilities, and can even help you market your podcast. So whether you're a hands-on person who just needs a place to record your podcast or need the help from concept to completion, Podcast Mansfield is there to help. Conveniently located inside Mansfield's only co-working space, the studio is inside the beautiful confines of The Office in Mansfield on Country Club Drive near Matlock at 1103 Alexis Court. For more information on starting your podcast, or looking for a better place to record, Podcast Mansfield Recording Studio can be found on the internet at podcastmansfield.com. Again, that is podcastmansfield.com. In 1999, Mansfield Cares was founded to be the safety net for those in need in our great city. Mansfield Cares built the first free medical dental eye clinic and the warehouse that is home to the only food bank in Mansfield. Our city's seven food pantries, Feed the Kids program, Back to School Bash, and college scholarships have all benefited from Mansfield Cares. Become a part of Mansfield's safety net. Donate today at mansfieldcares.org. That's mansfieldcares.org. Welcome back to another segment of About Mansfield. I'm Steve Casillo, and it is time for the talk segment of About Mansfield. In the studio today, we're going to talk about the transition of taking a home-based business and and turning it into a tremendous success here in Mansfield. And in our studio today is James Sellers, who is the the owner. Are you the CEO? I am the founder and owner. Of Cellmark Corporation. Yes, sir. And you started as a home-based business. I did. I did. Out of a garage. Uh, A little cliche, but that is the truth. That's right. You and I were neighbors... We didn't know each other, but we lived about 10 houses apart when you were uh, living and working out of your garage. And uh, it was shortly after we moved in in 2004. When did you move out of the neighborhood? Yeah. um, Actually, I originally started the company in Capel. Okay. And uh, we moved to Mansfield. Uh, We started subleasing a very small space. Um, in the MBS office park, if you know where that is. No. Uh, it's off Debbie and uh, Business 287. Okay. Um, yeah. Across from, not too far from the Performing Arts Center. Anyway, they have a, a, uh, some nice small offices with a warehouse. And uh, we didn't have, didn't have money to rent our own place on our own, so we subleased that spot. And 2002, started commuting. In 2003, I did move. I moved to the Arbors, and that's uh, where you were living at the time. Right. Arbors of Creekwood, yeah. Well, and, and 
and so this explain to the audience what um, what Cellmark is and what you were doing out of your garage. Sure. So actually, it's an interesting story. Um, originally, I created the company to be a full service uh, marketing company mm-hmm. um, with advertising and sales consulting, and we were in in Capel originally, and that that part of Dallas was just booming. We had telecom, dot-com companies, and a lot of engineering support companies really doing some innovative things in, in Dallas. But these engineers and these companies were not really focused on the bottom line. And uh, so we thought, hey, you know what? We know how to put Salesforce together. We know how to manage that. We know how to drive messaging and branding. Um, and we can bring customers in and monetize those ideas. So we went out, and it was very well received, but the problem was the whole system collapsed uh, in 2000, um, as we were getting that off the ground in 2001. Uh, of course, we had 9-11 happen, telecom.com collapsed in Dallas, massive layoffs. It was a terrible economic cycle. And uh, so basically, we, we had a pivot. So uh, we decided to do what, you know, my last name's Sellers. So the joke is when, when we're in trouble, we sell our way out. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, we looked around and tried to find something to, to sell, and we started importing outdoor products from Russia, of all places, in 2002. And originally, we were doing that out of our garage. Uh, at one point, we had a container that was blocking the alleyway. And, um, you know, I had two small boys at the house at the time, and we were working to get this done. And, and uh, the neighbors are complaining about the <laughs> blocking the alley, no yeah. one could park. So anyway, we knew that couldn't work. Uh, you can't operate that kind of a business from a home uh, for very long before people get upset. So um, we looked around all around North Dallas and um, really couldn't find a place that we felt that had what we were looking for, which which is a good place to grow and to actually uh, have some options for uh, taking a small business to try to scale it, but keep our overhead low, our costs low, um, and fell in love with Mansfield around 2002, um, started looking for a house, and in 2003, we, we moved here. So it's... Uh, a great decision. I, I think everything worked out really well, and Mansfield's been a, an amazing supportive community. So you and you lived in the Arbors for I think you were only there maybe a couple of years. Yeah, I think you know it's interesting this economic cycle thing yeah. it seems like a reoccurring theme because we're in another one. But um, 2008, 2009, we we're another economic tailspin. Um, right, 2008 with the financial crisis. I think we moved out in 2009, 2010. So we were neighbors so, for five years, didn't even know each other. Right. But again, I, I traveled. I was gone all the time. I wasn't home very often. But I, wa- I wave at everyone. So we, we probably, <laughs> we probably waved. waved at each other because I, I wave back. <laughs> so I think the first time that we actually got to know each other, do you remember when that was? I don't. We were I sitting don't. in um, the gymnasium of the middle school. You were sitting there and I sat next to you and we started talking about music. And uh, we were talking about the importance of music and education. I don't know if you remember that at all. So a middle school that was probably Whirly. It was Whirly. Okay. And I think we volunteered to be parent chaperones for some... Yeah, after school thing sounds like something I would do. (laughs) Yeah, and yeah, so that's when we met. That's the first time we we got to know each other. I had. Yeah, uh, yeah. Th- it's it's funny how we're, when you've known someone for so long, they go, "How do, do you remember how we met?" And uh, the details are yeah. That's very cool. Yeah. It's it's yeah. It's better than meeting in a bar. That's true. Which, <laughs> which we have met a few times at bars. So, Selmark, you, you're you're running this business out of your garage. You decide that that I've I've outgrown my garage. By the way, what do you what does Selmark 
manufacturer? What do you sell? Yeah, so now we, we literally went from a marketing company to a manufacturer of multiple brands and multiple technologies. Uh, we manufacture in Asia, we manufacture in Europe. Um, so our our main product lines kind of fall in several brands. So the first brand that we launched, and it was born here in Mansfield, uh, was a brand called Sightmark. And in, in 2007, um, we kind of were looking around the marketplace and, and try to think of some ways to, to innovate and bring new technologies to the marketplace. And we're, we're looking at all this interest in uh, black rifles, AR-15s. And the funny thing is, at that time, the industry was not really embracing it. The R15 was kind of seen as scary, kind of dark. Yeah. Um, and the big optics manufacturers were still showing bolt-action rifles and very traditional-type shooting. So we decided, you know what, maybe it's time for somebody to stand up and say, I think the AR-15's got a future. We like the fact it's very flexible. It's a very ad- adaptive platform. It can be extremely accurate. It can be used for hunting and target shooting and home defense. So it had a great uh, series of uses, but it needed a good accessories. So Sightmark came out to make the ultimate red dot, originally for uh, AR-15s. And um, I think we've achieved that, actually. I think we make some of the best red dot technologies. We make rifle scopes, laser sights, bore sights, which help people sight in the scope and make sure it's accurate. Optics? Yeah, optics are laser-related. Um, you okay. know, the vision behind Sightmark is to maximize accuracy. Here. So our tag is make your mark, which I think is a great thing for a, a rifle optic. you got to hit your target, right? And then also in life. you got to hit your target in life as well. Rifle scopes and optics. How did you get from marketing to right? Um, you know, it's interesting. I, there's definitely many times where I was considering different careers. I at one point I almost went into real estate. Um, was thinking about doing asset management. Um, my sales background was actually uh, taking care of uh, Class A office uh, facilities, looking for ways to improve efficiencies and help reduce energy. Um, so it's energy conservation type program that we did for commercial real estate. And I loved it. It was great. I loved the the people. I liked the just the vibe. The, the whole industry is fascinating. Um, so I almost did that. Um, but, you know, I think the thing that really kind of led me to Selmark was, you know, every company I worked for, there's just this major disconnect between the strategy, what the people, you know, in the ivory tower are thinking about, yeah. and what's actually happening in, in on the on the front lines with your sales as they interact with the customer. And there's somewhere in between is marketing. Marketing is listening to the things that the strategists, the management, senior management is talking about, but they're not necessarily listening to salespeople. So, so many times we noticed that people were spending money communicating the wrong message to the wrong people. And if we could get sales and marketing to communicate and talk to each other, we could do a whole lot better job of meeting the market's needs faster and then get those products and those brands really to the market. So that's actually where the name Selmark came from, the idea of combining sales and marketing uh, into okay. one strategy. Yeah. Very cool. And I see that not only in, in corporate America, but back when I worked in, in talk radio, you had the marketing department, you had the sales department, and they're both just doing their, their own separate thing and yeah. get it together. And then your question was, how did we go from that into manufacturing? Well, right. you obviously don't wake up one day and start you know, manufacturing high-tech uh, optics. But um, what happened when we started looking for opportunities um, right in that point where we weren't able to generate enough uh, revenue from, from doing advertising and consulting services, we found a company that was here in Mansfield that was trying to launch a night vision brand. And it was a group of Russian guys. 
And um, they had a great concept, a great product, but they didn't know how to bring it to market. And uh, they came to us and said, "We, you know, what you're talking about, the cell marketing sounds great. Can you help us identify the market? Can you get us the, you know, the branding? Can you help us push this into the marketplace? And so I wrote a proposal and handed it to them. They said, we love it. We want to do all of it. And I was <laughs> like, okay, well, here's, the, here's my counter-information. You know, go ahead and send the retainer. We'll get to work. They didn't have the money to do retainer. Oh, no. So okay. anyway, um, and at that point, you know, we were, were looking for any opportunity. So I made an agreement that I would, I would do the marketing and sales and consulting, all the stuff they needed uh, as a sales rep, essentially, where I got a percentage of sales. And uh, quickly that turned into us doing everything. Um, and help launching this brand. And that ended up being a very successful case study of really this concept really was successful. Within three years, this particular brand ended up becoming the number one in its space uh, globally with like over 90% market share. Wow. So the system works. It works really, really well. And that, after experiencing that, that, that's how we started seeing what was happening in the outdoor uh, shooting and hunting space, and specifically in optics, and started looking at where there's like so many areas that companies really weren't doing the right marketing, the right sales, and uh, we thought we could fill that void. You outgrew your garage, and it's time to build on Heritage Parkway. How yeah. how easy was was it to make that transition? Yeah. So the first kind of again, we we grew with this, this this night vision company from Russia for a little while. We we built a building in Mansfield off Regency Parkway when that was empty. Now there's buildings all down Regency. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was ten thousand square feet. We ended up taking up all the space, and then we ran out of space, and uh, we ended up running a, a warehouse up in Arlington and moved our offices off Carlin, off 287 sure. in Mansfield. So we were driving back and forth between the warehouse and the office. It was spread out. Um, so at that point, we're like, we have to get control of our, our, our office where we get everybody together and collaborate. And at that time, um, you know, again, that that is in another cycle. We were dealing with the beginnings of another economic downturn. And um, so we were looking around for options. Initially, there were several opportunities, right? Banks were lending money, things were good. But by the time that we got to the point where we really needed it, mm-hmm. um, you know, it was 2009, 10 again. Yeah. The banks completely stopped lending. We, we were looking at options in Fort Worth. Um, we were looking at options in Lothian and Grand Prairie. And I really want to stay in Mansfield. And so I went to Scott Wellmaker, which is something you might know. At MEDC, Mansfield Economic Development Corporation. Yeah. And I was like, you know, we're really stuck. We want to stay in Mansfield, but there's nothing here. Um, I'm getting some interest from some other cities, you know, to look to increase their employment. Um, You know, what can we work out? And they had um, some land that they wanted to see somebody do a development off Heritage. Uh, between 287 and 360. But at that time, it was a dead end. It didn't connect to 360 yet. Oh, right. So, right. yeah. So they told me, someday this will connect to 360. It's going to be great. <laughs> someday it's going to be amazing. And uh, so, anyway, we we put a, you know, we worked out a, a, um, a really good thing, allow us to, to, to have a place to keep adding on to. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we agreed to build 33,000 square feet, warehouse and office. And uh, we went to go get it financed, and um, the, the appraisal came back half of the construction cost. And again, it was during that weird time. And uh, you know, at that time, we got very fortunate with a local bank came in, um, local banker, yeah. and um, they said, well, we're going to get this done for you. We'll figure out a way. We worked with the city. And actually, that time that we finally got to the point where we're trying to get all the pieces together, I was actually working on a business deal in Moscow. 
And I was on the phone back to the city council trying to work out the details to, to get this thing to, to work for us. And um, I had to get like a $2,000 phone bill for that, by the way. So, <laughs> um, fortunately, it got done. And, you know, kudos to the city and MEDC. I mean, it was really a difficult time. And it was one of those moments where we were very close to not being able to stay in Mansfield. Um, we love it here and uh, very fortunate that that worked out. So we got the green light from the bank and uh, we went to, con we constructed it. And I think we moved in um, 2011, I think, or 10. I mean, it's been so long ago now. And then since then, we built on another 33,000 square feet. So now it's 67,000 square feet. And uh, we are actually in the process of adding about 40,000 square foot to the building in the near term, hopefully get that done uh, middle of next year. And we're going to do a whole, you know, this, this really wonderful thing we're trying to do for employees, create this this extension of the office, but it connects it to the outdoors. So yeah. one of the cool things about that spot is there's 40 acres of floodplain behind it that's eventually going to be part of the linear park, maybe 100 years from now, but someday <laughs> it will be. And um, we are lucky enough to, to be able to have use of that in the interim. So we have a, we have over a mile of, of hiking trails back right. there for employees. There's even um, some fishing ponds or a fishing tank. I don't know what the right term would be for it. Um, but we're going to be creating this building that kind of brings that indoors. So big glass overlook. Um, we're doing a whole wellness thing there where employees can uh, do aerobics and work out um, to really create a healthy lifestyle for employees. Oh, sure. And, and the the younger run companies, the tech companies, the Googles and the Yahoos and this are have that where your workspace may be on a a walking um, treadmill or that that type of thing that promotes the healthiness and and that's well, yeah we we hope to create like the one of the ultimate work life opportunities for people to come and really be creative and productive and contribute do something amazing and you know you know live this outdoor lifestyle but then also live it daily uh, we're even though we're in the middle of a metroplex and expanding uh, city, they're still going to get some some green time. You know, yeah. I think that's important. Compare your business from when you were a home based business to where it is now, and then also compare your lifestyle from when you were running out of a garage to to now. Well, you know, it's actually a really interesting, uh, you know, full circle. But um, the business side is extraordinary. Um, we have products. Uh, all across Europe, um, we sell in Asia. You know, we have some of the most amazing engineers and, and product developers and designers working. Amazing partners all around the world. So that is nice to see and, and to see our success. It's also nice to to go places and people see my logo on a shirt. Yeah, and they say, "Hey, I have one of those. I love it. I use you know this. My son's first shot. You know, first time he ever shot a deer was using one of your rifles. Um, or a you know a TSA agent will say, I've been wanting to get." one of those sites for a while and my eye on this and this is a good one. And I was like, yeah, it's pretty good. It's the best. <laughs> um, so that's been, that's great. When we first started, no one knew who we were and what we we're doing. And it was a very public, very, you know, um, noticeable market. So to not be known when it's a, it's a fashion symbol, what we do in the optics industry. So that was tough. Now it's great. It's, it's And then have the scale. We can literally have a, you know, somebody come up with an idea, say we need to come up with a new XYZ optic for a new pistol, because the pistol's really popular right now, right. so we, we're making those. So they come up with a new red dot for, for a pistol, and um, literally the engineers can start going to work on that, and we could have a prototype within a couple months. Um, so that's pretty amazing. Um, we also went from, um, 
you know, barely able to make ends meet to now we've invested in people and equipment and machinery. We now have lathes and CNC machines. So we're turning on our own parts. And then we are assembling um, a co-figure. We bought a company last year, uh, make shooting rests, the best shooting rests for snipers and for hunters. And we assemble that, make that here in Mansfield, huh. uh, which is really great. So that's different. On the personal side, is extremely different, too. I, I actually live in an apartment right now. So <laughs> if anybody in Mansfield has a, a good you know, insight into some uh, available land to build or a house they want to sell, we've been looking for a while and just haven't found the right right, uh, right spot. So I recently remarried as well. Yes, I was going to say yeah. uh, that... A, you look like you've lost weight. B, you're smiling, <laughs> and C, you are you are newly married. So, yeah. uh, which is it's great. It's, Life is very very good. It's better than ever. Um, you know, even you know, I we enjoy living in the you know an apartment. It, it's simple. It's it's nice. We live in the lofts downtown. Yeah. Um, so again, for the Mansfield crowd, everyone knows all these places we're talking about. Um, really f- nice place to live. Um, and, uh, you know, obviously we're looking forward to getting a house someday. Um, we actually got married right before COVID broke yeah. nationally. So we got married in February and came back. And then we were in quarantine for most of my married life. So Where'd you go on your honeymoon? Uh, we haven't yet. We you were, haven't. <laughs> we, were, we were supposed to go in Europe for a month trip uh, to meet some of her family and uh, um, meet some of my partners and, and some of... Um, some of our business contacts there that fell fell apart, obviously. Uh, but we were thinking about going someplace either like Greece, or the Caribbean, mm. and we we never booked the trip. So we're waiting for that to happen. But yeah, I couldn't be happier. Um, you know, very proud of my team professionally, and I, I've never been happier in my life. So it's it's great. Let's give some shout outs. You got anything, uh, anybody you want to, whether specifically wow. or a team, you mentioned part of your team, but yeah, no, uh, I actually have a great, uh, leadership team. Um, but I should mention my, my wife first, Myrna is a, a chiropractor. Okay. And, uh, so she's been a great inspiration. We, um, kind of just been amazing, unexpected turn of events for me. Um, so anyway, give kudos to her because uh, every day, uh, you know, she she makes everything a little bit better, uh, makes living just that much sweeter. So um, give kudos to her first. As far as the the, the Selmark team and our family, um, we have a really great staff and team. Most of them probably live not in Mansfield and surrounding areas, but a couple people. Handful of people really stand out. My vice president, executive vice president, is a guy named Jeff Murray, fantastic salesman, an amazing businessman. He's been with me since he was an intern at UTA. Wow. And uh, we actually have quite a few University of Texas Arlington graduates that work for us. And uh, so he has gone from an intern to now executive vice president and has helped land the biggest distributors and companies in the industry um, and led his team to great success. Um, on the financial side, uh, we have a gentleman named Chris Kirshen, uh, who is our, our head of finance. Um, we've done some amazing things to make things more you know, effective, efficient. Um, you know, we're just managing a pretty big business, and we do it very, very disciplined, uh, which is important. Um, you know, without good discipline, you can't hire, you can't invest. That's really good. Right. Um, a gentleman named uh, Mike Bennett. Uh, lives here in Mansfield as well. He is um, one of the most extraordinarily talented operations person and, um, you know, somebody that really has a handle on technology. 
So I would give kudos to him for being able to scale. He's he's right in the middle of a million different projects. Okay. And uh, he's like, James, just you can throw me as much as you work. Just just know it's going to take some time, and I'm with you. <laughs> I see where we're trying to go, which is great. Um, another person I need to mention is Jonathan Horton. He's been with me also from the beginning. First time I met him, he was uh, shirtless in the warehouse stacking boxes um, as a high school student. Wow. And um, he is now in charge of engineering. So he is, uh, has more patents and developed products of uh, absolutely revolutionary products, the best in the industry. And again, it's done here in Mansfield, which is awesome. So we have some really great minds here uh, developing, designing the business, and, and really taking, taking that forward. So anyway, that's probably the, the top of my team, and I couldn't have done it without them. What's your favorite ice cream? Favorite ice cream. I am a vanilla ice cream guy. There you go. I know that's boring, but that's the truth. <laughs> if if someone was interested in purchasing a a Cellmark, whether it's yeah. uh, laser optic or scope, uh, <clears throat> how can they find Cellmark? All right. So our our great AR fifteen or rifle um, optics uh, would be www.sightmark.com. Uh, that's going to be where you find the best uh, quality red dots and, and rifle scopes. Um, we also make some great digital night vision, um, some really leading technology. For the the people that are looking for the, the best possible technology for hog hunting, which is huge, we need to talk about some of the details, but uh, that's just becoming so popular, especially in Texas with our hog issues. Uh, we also uh, go check out pulsar-nv.com. Pulsar.nv? Yeah, pulsar-nv.com. Uh, that's Pulsar Night Vision Optics. Oh, and gotcha. uh, they, they're they leading the thermal revolution in optics right now. So in a big, big high-level thing, just uh, what what optics is, has, has done has been able to transform um, you know, people's ability to see distances into greater detail, right? Well, we're now doing that electronically, digitally, and using advanced sensors. So now you can see heat signatures for two, you know, a mile or two away. So anyway, the latest technology is available there. If you're interested, uh, if you know anybody that's looking for a job, cellmark.net is our corporate website. That's also where you can find all the brands. Uh, and uh, we're always looking for talented people and want to continue to grow here in Mansfield. Uh, anybody that's looking for a, a shooting rest so they can be more precise, longer distance, uh, Kofi Yeager, um is a brand that we recently bought, and uh, that's also a fantastic uh, product. Firefield for the younger people. We didn't talk about that either, but we have a brand that we've developed to get young people uh, to, to go out and be proficient and safe um, and empower young people into the shooting sports and do it in a, in a responsible way. Um, that's fire-field.com. Okay. And uh, you'll find a little more accessories and things for, for the shooting sports. We have several things in the drawing board, so we'll have lots of new brands, new products to come in the future. Um, and, and again, thank you to Mansfield um, and uh, for giving us a great home uh, and having such a great place for us to innovate and create some, some things that have changed the lives of millions of people around the world. And we could not have done it without Mansfield and couldn't imagine a better community to call home. Well, we appreciate you and we appreciate Selmark for being in Mansfield. A tremendous asset. And, uh, and thank you for being on About Mansfield. Thank you very much. I want to thank James Sellers for being my guest today. By the way, this is part one of a two-part interview with James. He'll be back next week as well. Although we're going to turn the tables. He's going to interview me. Should be fun. We'll be right back. Hi, this is John with Pool Aid, your local pool care specialist. 
With the exceptional amount of rain that we've experienced so far this year, spring is a vital time to clean pool filters, skim leaves and debris, and keep skimmers clean to ensure proper circulation as well as keep your pool sweep in good working condition. If you have any questions or concerns or need a certified professional to help keep your pool safe and clean, visit us on the internet at PoolAid.net. That's PoolAid.net. We're here for you. Hey everyone, Nolan Ryan here. As we open Texas for business, we all need to work together in the fight against COVID-19. As Texans, we need to be responsible. We need to be smart. So when you leave the house, don't be a knucklehead. Wash your hands, socially distance yourself from others, and wear a mask. Do the right things. Look out for your fellow Texans, and together we'll make it through this. It's time right now for listener comments. Allie writes, I very much enjoyed the Chris Jenkins interview. Also happy to learn I can take my documents to be shredded on Saturday. We appreciate the comment, Allie. We try very hard to find people around Mansfield who have an interesting story to tell. Bob asks... Is a printed version available for any of the podcasts? Yes, Bob, you can log on to our website, aboutmansfield.com, and click on the blog tab. And finally, Sean writes, Is propaganda for the city of Mansfield? Podcast should be called Mansfield. Everything is great, and anything that is bad, we will erase. Well, Sean, we welcome all news tips by email, the good, the bad, and the ugly, to news at aboutmansfield.com. We look forward to receiving your suggestions. We welcome all feedback about the program, whether it's about a specific news story or a feature that you heard. Feel free to chime in by sending an email to comments at aboutmansfield.com, or we'd like to hear your voice by voicemail at 817 435 2938. That's 817-435-2938. We will read or play back some of the comments in a future episode. Congratulations to Allie Johnson, who was the first person to email the correct answer to last week's trivia question. Of the 41 incorporated cities in Tarrant County, where does Mansfield rank in terms of population? According to the website statisticalatlas.com, Mansfield ranks as the sixth most populated city in Tarrant County, behind Fort Worth, Arlington, Grand Prairie, Flower Mound, and North Richland Hills. Allie has won a $25 gift card to 360 Brunch House. After the break, this week's trivia question of the week. I'm Colleen Daniel, and this is About Mansfield. Meet Keith, loving dad, board game champ, bus driving pro. I drive 65,000 miles in my bus each year. If people knew what I know, lives could be saved. Like how there are some things I simply can't see. On my route the other day, a car tried to sneak past me and ends up right in my blind spot. I turned slowly, so accident avoided. But no car should be in the blind spot for a 40,000 pound bus. It's, it's our roads. roads. It's, it's our safety. safety. Visit www.sharetheroadsafely.gov. It's time right now for the highly coveted, wildly popular trivia question of the week. The first person to email the correct answer to trivia at aboutmansfield.com will receive a $25 gift card to 360 Brunch House serving breakfast for the neighborhood. Located on Broad Street in the shadows of Newsom Stadium, you can find them on the internet at 360brunchhouse.com. Let's get to this week's question, Colleen. Well, Steve, as Mansfield history has it, Ralph Mann and Julian Field came to this area to build a gristmill in 1856. But 
In 1853, the first known settler arrived in town. This week's question is: Who was the first known settler in the Mansfield area? Email your answer to trivia at aboutmansfield dot com. Again, who was the first known settler in the Mansfield area? Good luck, and thanks to Nick and Al at 360 Brunch House for the gift card. Coming up next week on About Mansfield, our usual array of news, talk, and information, including part two of our in-studio interview with Mansfield entrepreneur James Sellers. The show will be released on Wednesday, August 5th. Until then, don't forget to follow this podcast if you haven't already, so you never miss an episode. It's free and it's easy. Just enter your email address on our website, aboutmansfield.com. We will never send you any spam. We promise. Thanks for listening. For Colleen Daniel and the entire news team, I'm Steve Casio, and this is About Mansfield. Mansfield.